Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Our partners, partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find out the latest news, sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite bet, Vegas Casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up and use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% discount. Welcome bonus of the first deposit. Bet online for the game starts. Welcome back. Welcome back to An Athlete's Journey. I'm your host, Travis Reed. Today, everybody, I got a special guest, someone that I used to hoop against when I was in Holland for years, who always gave me trouble on the inside rebounding stuff. And always, you know, it should have been my rebounding title at least a couple years. He took to, he took them. So um, I just want to just, you know, I just want to say I appreciate him as a player, you know what I'm saying, because he helped me get better when I was overseas, you know? So I uh, want to introduce yourself to my boy, my boy, Mo, Maurice Ingram. What's up, Mo? Yeah, my, my boy, Maurice Ingram is in the house. You know what I'm saying? Say what's up, Mo? Hey, what's up? Yeah, we had a little bit of technical difficulties, everybody, but we back at it. You know, like I was saying about my boy Maurice, man, you know, he pushed me a lot, literally and physically, uh, when we were overseas together. So definitely, uh, you know, it's a you know a pleasure to have him on the show. Say what up, Maurice. Hey, what's up? What's up? Thank you for having <laughs> me, man. Thank you for having me on the show. No, no problem, man. Like I said, I I, I told myself I got to get all my overseas homies uh, coming on the show, man. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, you, you know, Snoop and everybody else, Lil Travis, 
you know, all everybody need to come on, you know, yeah. what I'm saying? get their shine on. So um anyway, let's get into it, bro. How did your basketball journey start? Um, well, actually, you know, as a uh a, a younger kid, man, I used to hoop a lot outside, you know. It ain't it's different, you know what I'm saying? Now, you know, it's a lot of different um little leagues for kids, AAU. Mm-hmm. Uh, YBOA, you know, something I ain't have growing up, you know, so I used to hoop outside a lot, you know, sun up to sun down. And when the season come, you know, my little school teams and I just found the love for basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense, bro. I tell you, back in the day, that's how you found it. You just found the love of it, um, you know, rather than just hooping you know, just uh, like, you know, AAU straight from like the womb, you know, a lot of these kids be, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Were you interested in playing any other sports? Um, well, actually, when I was younger, man, I played, um, I played football and baseball. You know, I was just a athlete, you know, all around. So um, I played, you know, like all three sports until I actually got around middle school, like seventh, eighth grade. Um, I cut out football, um, thinking like seventh grade mm-hmm. and, um, I was still playing. I played baseball all the way up to, um, my senior year though, baseball and basketball. So I was, um, pretty much a pitcher when I went pitching, I was in the outfield or whatever, but basketball, um, I just stuck with it. Cause as you know, I got a little older, I started to grow actually, um, but when I graduated from high school, I was what? I was only like 6'3 when mm-hmm. I graduated from high school. And um, first day of college, I had went from 6'3 in May to like 6'6 six, six in August. So I grew three inches over one summer. Wow. Did you, yeah. you, you man, you said you didn't play AAU growing up in high school. I mean, growing no. up before high school. Like, um, what was your what was your high school that you chose? And what was your, your most memorable moment in high school? Um, well, actually, in high school, like I say, the AAU wasn't really offered um, back in those days growing up, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, in the summertime, you know, just wherever the nearest court was, we we pretty much hoop every day, you know what I'm saying, um, with older, older cats mm-hmm. to actually get better. It wasn't you know, too much like now, you know. You got a lot of personal trainers out there working on kids, <laughs> working on kids. They craft back then. It was just pretty much you go play, and you know what I'm saying? You just got to get it out the mud. But, you know, now they got personal trainers working on your shot, you know, this, that, and the other. You know, growing up around my way, it was just you just go play. It wasn't no personal trainer, you know. Either you score or you don't score. Or you stop somebody <laughs> or you don't stop them. No, I agree with you, man. I think um, it's weird because I feel like, you know, what happened was back then we learned how to deal with competition, you know? Yeah. And going against somebody. Oh, shit. Oh, no. And going against somebody, um, you know, like like learning how to deal with losses and wins where whether today everybody kind of like works out with a trainer teams up on the same team. There's no, like everybody loves everybody. There's no rivalries anymore. You know, 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. You know, you got kids now, you know. Um, I mean, you know, like around my way, it was two or three different high schools, you know. I might be playing outside with this guy today, but, you know, we had a different high school, you know what I'm saying? So when the season comes, we going at it. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, you know, I don't know if I could blame the kids or the parents. They like, well, we're just going to put y'all, all y'all in the same school. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you got to have it. And then, you know, once that, so you, you, you like you say, you gain up on one team. So, you, you know, you get a bunch of wins. But after that, you know, where, where do you go? Because, yeah. like, once you get out of that level, you know, you could be good in high school. But then you go to college, it's a collection of a bunch of good high school players. So you got to step your game up even more, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because nine times out of ten, you know, you can go to a high school, you could be, like, a good pay, a player on a high school team because, you know, seven or eight players are like average. But when you go to that next level, which is college, now you got all the good players that was in high school. So now what you gonna do to make yourself get to the next level? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I agree with you on that. Like like you said, like you can dominate anybody, like if you certain height, certain weight in high school, because it's not a lot of great players that you're going against. Yeah, well, there's, there's some, you, you might see a couple here and there, but like most of the time you should be able to dominate. If you're a good player, yeah, um, you know, and in college, like you said, all the good players and even great players are in college and you have to figure out a way to separate yourself from the great and good players in college to make it to the professional ranks, whatever that is, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but what was your most memorable moment in high school? Um, High school, high school. Let me see. Man, you taking me 30 years back. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm coming up on um, this coming year, man. Be 30 years I've been out of high school. And 30 year reunion. Um, let me see. I mean, you know, I think high school, I mean, I know we're talking about basketball, but I think my most memorable moment in high school, like, you know, growing up in the area that I grew up in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, actually being named like um, like Mister my school's called a Net High School, LHS. So I was actually named um like Mister LHS nineteen ninety three. Oh wow! Okay, I, yeah. Okay. So I was I think that was um, and even though I had only had been at the school three years because I transferred in because we because we moved to a different area, mm-hmm. I think that was one of my most memorable moments in high school for us just a moment that happened in high school, but sports-wise, um, I think one of my most memorable moments is um, the school that I actually transferred from, which was, you know, no more than 10, 15 minutes away, but a lot of those guys I grew up with playing basketball, and um, mm-hmm. when we played them my senior year, you know, on paper, they had a much better team than us, you know, so they mm-hmm. was probably predicted it maybe like win a state or something, but I mean, we actually beat them twice in the first game. I, I can remember, um, I think I finished the guy had 38 points and 33 rebounds. Yeah, that sounds so like, something like you in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so for me, I was like, it was, it was kind of a big thing for me, you know, coming from the school, you just um, left. 
then going back to play them and having a performance like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was, that was, that was a, another great um, moment I can remember in high school. No, I hear you, man. Like I said, people, y'all don't understand. He was overseas playing against other pros, y'all getting like 19 points, 22 rebounds in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like that was his stat line, and that's professional. <laughs> so imagine what he was doing in high school. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I can see the 38 and 33 rebounds. I can see that. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So you're obviously player of the year in you know in your district. Uh, were there a lot of scholarship offers uh, to go to college? Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of letters, you know what I'm saying? I made a couple of visits, but being from a small town, man, I was actually, you know, the, the situation I was in, I was kind of afraid to, like, leave home, you know? So I was, um, some guys I had played with from the previous previous year, they graduated the year before me, we were still pretty cool. So they actually had went, um, to this junior college um, together. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I, when I, um, it was another guy from um, the high school that I had previously went, we was pretty cool. So um, when we finished, like the other two guys, it was already this Juco. So we was like, man, we gonna go down there with them. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like, man, we all, we was all at this Juco again. It was like five people from the same hometown, you know? At this JUCO, so I went there like one year, man, and I, I figured it out, like, man, only you know when I'm down here, man. So that's when I went ahead and because it wasn't, you know, and I, I kind of figured out, you know, people who go the JUCO route is normally eight times out of ten is the grades, you know, right, right, they, right, they right. like, um, you know, prop forty eight or they had the grades or whatever which was not my situation, you know? So I was like, man, let me get up and down. You don't even know why I came down here. <laughs> but yeah, I ended up um, leaving, man. That's when I went on D1 in Coastal Carolina. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. that's cool. Hey, it makes you it makes you hungry, you know what I'm saying? I think, yeah, um, yeah. You know, like going to the JUCO, kind of like, oh, okay, I got to go this route. It just makes you hungry. Yeah. But prove yourself at the next level. Mm-hmm. So what do you think the biggest difference between going to D1 for me was in uh, high school or JUCO? Um, it's kind of like, I mean, JUCO, I mean, JUCO was competitive, but at the same time, it was kind of, I think it was a little watered down, you know? I mean, it was some guys who, I'm gonna say they was good, but they, that's probably they probably had reached their potential already. Ah, you know? okay. Okay. Yeah, but like, you know, it's like going D one, man, you run into like and then you know, JUCO too, depending on what state you play in, in JUCO, you pretty much still kind of playing within that state, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you, it's like the same, you run into the same people, maybe you don't ran into high school and it's kind of the same where if you're playing D1, you know, you're playing all across the country, you're in tournaments, you know, you're running into all type of players, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're playing up north where, you know, they got the crafty guards, you know, you're coming out west where it's running gun, 
you know. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. it just depends on where you're playing at. So, you know, you run into all type of players, you know. No, I hear you on that, man. I hear yeah. you on that, you know. Like, yeah. uh, being at being at UCLA, we would go we play Alaska, North Carolina, Duke, mm. Kentucky, you know, along with Arizona, SC, you know, all that stuff. So we yeah. All over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What was the hardest thing from your first year in college from high school at JUCO? I think um, well, the first the first, you know, the first year of JUCO, it was, you know, it's pretty much, it, was, it wasn't like high school, but it was similar to it, you know, it was, it was a little more um, training involved, um, opposed to high school because you know you just going to school playing ball mm-hmm. opposed to like you know high school you know you playing ball you got your life or whatever I mean but for the transition um, when I left JUCO going D1 it's kind of like I don't know I, at first I was like man I, I don't know if I signed up for this it was like I mean it's basketball like that's it you know when we went in, like pretty much a whole day be figured out for you. You know what I'm saying? We was waking up five o'clock, weights, you know, six o'clock conditioning, seven o'clock, you got to go to breakfast, eight o'clock, you got to be at class. Then from eight to, from eight to three, you in class, but during one of those hours doing that, you got to do, do your individual training. Then at three, you got open gym. Then from at five, you got um five to seven, you gotta go eat and shower because at seven you got study hall from seven to nine. <laughs> you do it all over, then you do it all over again the next day. They be like, Well, I ain't worried about it getting in trouble because he ain't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's real, man. That man, look, you, don't got you time just for nothing. You describe you literally just described college for man, that's D1, you know man. Like you got to be cut out for D1. I'm talking about your whole, like, Joe was like, they walking, chilling, man. You, every time you leave that dorm, boy, you headed somewhere. <laughs> no, no, seriously, man. Like you said, seriously. Like at UCLA, it was the same thing. We had like a 13-hour day every day. You know what I'm saying? Man, every day. Every day. Man, you got to just go to sleep to get ready for the next day. Oh, yeah. You wasn't doing yeah. anything. You wasn't doing anything. Nah, you ain't doing nothing. <laughs> nothing. I mean, I say nothing. You just preparing. That's it. No, I got you. I got you. That yeah. is that is so true, man. That is that is people people don't realize that is the description of a college athlete's day you know, on yeah. a daily basis. You know. Yeah. So imagine uh, if you if, if you redshirt, you know, like that means you doing all that and not even playing. And not even playing. You just you just going through it. You be like, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I had to do that for one year when I transferred, but yeah. Um, what would you say your greatest triumph was and your greatest failure was in college? Um, triumph, um, I just think, man, you know, um, just, just playing the game, man, it was able to um, get to a point where after I finished my college career, you know, to be, get to a point where I was noticed, you know, to actually um, get a chance to continue my career and actually make a little money playing, man. 
I think that was one of the um, um, greatest triumphs, you know what I'm saying, for me, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, coming where I came from, the um, actually be able to, to do that. And I think um, failures, um, I don't really, that's a tough word, failure, because I mean, <laughs> we'll really see another day. That's I mean, true. You, you, that's true. Yeah, but but I I, I want to say letdowns or whatever. I think actually with the game of basketball, I think you know I cut a lot of corners in college. I think if I would have you know had the mindset of when I actually started playing professionally, that if I had that mindset in college, I think I um, it would have been a whole lot better for my career. I think. Oh gosh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. What, you know, what? like I, I was, I was, I cut a lot of corn. I mean, I ain't gonna say cut corners for it. Well, you could say it's cheating, but I cut corners like you know, you know, the coach ain't watching. You know, you know, like they say, go to the weight room. You got to do five sets. If they walk out, you know, came back. How many sets you did? Yeah, I did five. You know, knowing I only did two. You know what I mean? just <laughs> <laughs> Hey, trust me, yeah, I, I understand that. Everybody goes yeah. through it. Everybody yeah. goes through it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. trust me, it's all good. What would yeah. it be the what was the biggest lesson you learned in college? Man, the biggest lesson I learned in college is, you know, I mean, no matter um I think no matter where you're from or um however, you know what I'm saying, whatever you go through, man, if you're approach the game, um, treat it with respect and humble yourself, man, and work hard, I think. There's no limit to where, you know what I'm saying, where you could go, how much money you can make doing it, man. But you you just got to, you know, have respect for it, you know what I'm saying, um, humble yourself and work hard, you know. Like a lot of people, you know, talent will get you a long way, but, man, I, I guarantee you working hard to get you way farther. Well, I got you. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That makes a whole lot of sense. So after yeah. college, you graduate, you know, you're one of the you know good players in college. Mm-hmm. So what how what was your journey after that? Well, actually, man, um I um so when I finished college or whatever, you know, I played um I played in this little I had this little summer league called the US um USBL back then. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. State basketball league. Yeah. I know what so I, I know the USBL. Yeah, so I played with the Atlanta squad um, you know, that summer or whatever. And actually, um the year I came out, so I had um I had got this agent. So, you know, um, like I say, I ain't get trapped or anything, but he had got me some invites to some camps to work out for some teams. Mm-hmm. So that was the year, um, if you can remember, they had a lockout. Oh, 99, so that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was that was the year they had the um, the short season where I think they only played like 50 games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they weren't having the camps. So this guy, he was like, uh, yeah, you can play in the CBA. So you got to go um, work out for this team. So I went. We went up to um actually we drove up mm-hmm. from Alabama all the way to Rockford, Illinois. Um, the team was called the Rockford Lightning. 
<laughs> so, we, so we get up there, you know, like, you're going to go work out for the team. So I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm going to get up there. It's like a little, you know, closed individual workout. And I get up there, it's probably like 400 people up there. <laughs> I told this dude, man, this ain't no workout. This is a money getter. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can, they had signs, like, you could register today. It's like $400. I mean, they invited me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't had to pay, but I they, they had, like, you know, you could pay like 400 and pretty mm-hmm. much they just mm-hmm. split people up and go in there and play. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? I did it. No, did good. So it was like starting 400 people, like, after halfway through the day, they might have cut it to 100. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm like, man, I know these people mad. And after the next day, they was like, oh, yeah, we just going to bring back, you know, like um, 15 people the next day. You know what I'm saying? And they had a more organized game, you know, the next day. But anyway, after that, it was like, yeah, you know, you did good. You know, we, um, we wouldn't mind, you, you know, signing with us. But then it was like the problem with that is, if this um, if the CBA starts, it's like you know the object of CBA to get called up to the NBA. If the NBA don't start, they don't know how they're gonna really generate money. Cause you know, I guess when they get called up, the teams actually pay them to get the player. Yeah, and it was like you know, it ain't gonna be no call because the NBA ain't start. And then too, they was like some of those bench players in the NBA, they might want to play in the CBA, you know, just to keep themselves in shape. So they ain't even start the league, man. And um, right after that, you know, my agent was like, yeah, I got this, somebody who needs you. Um, they want you to come overseas. I'm, it was like, a, um, I think it was Friday morning. I was like, cool, just let me know. I, I, I go. He's like, nah, man, they got a game Saturday. They need you today. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. He, he called me at 10 in the morning, man. I had to leave at 4 o'clock that day. <laughs> Oh, you had to yeah. leave that day? The same Ooh. day, like six hours later, man. And I went, man, and that's how I started. It was in um, Austria. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, it was in Austria, and I was messing with, um. I know, you know Rude, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Rude had got me that job in Austria. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I was playing with this team yeah. called Gamundin, the Gamundin. The Gamundan Swans. Man, yeah. I, I already know. Like I, he was my agent for a minute, you know. Like yeah. he was trying to get me to Holland. So um, yeah. And then when I got to Holland, he tried to keep me in Holland. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like all my whole career. Yeah. And I was like, nah, man. I want to. I want to spread my wings. I want to, you know, yeah. like, other That's places. He was still my agent, man. I figured, like, man, this joker. Like I was in Holland. I'm like. I said, this Joe just got connection here, man. Cause when I was in Holland, I played on three different teams. Yeah. <laughs> first, I remember. I remember yeah, I, the first the first um, team I played on was um um them both. So we I played there. Um then I was like, man, I left, went back to Austria to the same team. Right. Yeah, I came back to Grown again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I then I end up in work for two years. I'm like, this joke just been I don't spend at least four or five years over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said, man. Like I was when he when I went with him, it was because I, I had just fired my other agent. 
Yeah. You know, because my other agent had me all these places. He had me in Poland and France and Germany and Poland, France and Belgium. Yeah. I I got released, you know, from all three of them at the time. And uh, I was like, man, F you, man. I ain't with you no more. Forget this. Yeah. So Rube, you know, hit me up like, yo, I get you the dumb boss. You know, it's like, you know, it's like end of October, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, man, forget it, man. I don't have nowhere else to go unless I go back and be a teacher or something like that. I don't want to be that yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but them uh, boss was cool, man. You know, they got cool people there, man. Harry uh, and Steve, man. They yeah, they shout out. Like home, man. Yeah, yeah, I loved All it, right. man. Cooked every I, week. I, yeah, I used to look forward to the meals every week, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that because it was yeah you know, that it was me, Snoop, and uh, Pierre. We all yeah. go over there all the time and just eat yeah. their food, bro, because they would cook a four-course meal. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they took a full course me. I think I had my first year that I was with um student named Jeremiah Johnson. Okay. And this dude named Eric Strand. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, then um the dude uh Jeremiah broke his leg and then Nia Reed came to do the oh. night show. Yeah, 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 yeah. They told me that story about him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I man, remember he that. Passed, man. Oh, he, he did? Had, um, yeah, he passed, man. I think something with his heart or something. But he had, um, when he came, man, we didn't lose a game. We went more like 17 in a row. And um, Jeremiah came back. But he they wanted to keep him, too. But they had, they had sent for him, man, to come to New York, man, and stay for like three weeks. They was going to um, give him a bunch of money to interview him to do the book. And, you know, he's going to get some um, kickback off the book. So he left and went and do that, man. Ah, you talking about Neil left to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I yeah. get it. I get it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I get it. I was like, I was just like I said, I remember you was in you was in Grown again when I was there, when I was uh, yeah. in them boss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like I was like, oh, okay. You know, it's a different level of strength because everybody, Maurice had that old man, grown man strength. <laughs> And I was like, damn. <laughs> coach is like yelling at me, box him out. I'm like, coach, this nigga is has that old man strength. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I, move I, him. I was telling um I think I think I might have been in weird then. I was telling this dude I'd be messing with now, uh, about um Jason Tatum daddy, Justin. I was like, man, that joker there. Was you still playing in Holland when he played in um I think he played in Laywarden. I was probably there. Like I said, I was there for four years. So, like, you know, four years. I was at four years. Well, you know, did you meet Dallas Logan? Dallas Logan. Maybe. I, I don't remember. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I didn't know Jason Tatum's daddy was over there. Yeah, yeah. Jason Tatum's dad, he played in Laywood, man. That joke was strong as an ox. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's straight up crazy. You know what I'm saying? So strong, man. Now, all right. So, how many years did you play overseas for? Uh, Paying down debt can be stressful, especially when you need to keep track of multiple monthly payment dates. If you're tired of juggling these due dates, consolidating with a personal loan could be your answer. That way, you'll just have one due date a month instead of many. 
and Credit Karma can help you find the best option for you. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan officers that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you can get approved for. Credit Karma will even show you chances of approval, show you choice between loan officers, and you'll likely get approved, and you're likely not to get approved, to apply with more confidence. Comparing loan officers on Credit Karma is 100% free, won't affect your credit scores, and could save you money. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan officers to find you the best loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan officers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. Yes, I played, man. I think like 13, 13 years. That is a long time, man. That is a long yeah. time. So, man, man, I, I, am, man I, I've been in some, I've been in some places, man. I'm like, man, I hope I make it home. <laughs> like, once, once I left Europe, man, I went to like, going in South America, man, I went to Syria, back in, um, I think it was 2002. Well, 2001, I was in Argentina when 9 happened. But right after that, man, I went to Syria, man, uh-huh. over in Aleppo. I'm joking. Man, when I tell you, like, woo, I was like, man, I love basketball. But <laughs> it's, it's rough, man. You like looking around you. Man, people around just making sure everything was straight before you come outside, man. It was crazy. No, nah, funny thing is my first job, my first job, I played in Bogota, Colombia. My first job. Mm-hmm. You know, I was over there for like two months. This is before Cocaine Cowboys. Otherwise, my mama wouldn't let me go. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, I was over there for a minute. Um, you know what I'm saying? And like, I, it was it was cool, but I had the armed guard with me at all times. Um, you know, two armed guards with me, actually. I didn't really, we didn't really leave the hotel compound too much. I just went to go to like the, the international call center so I can go home. I mean, you know, call home. And uh, they was with me at all times. Guards with me at all times. I remember that. It was crazy. Um, as far as like for myself, I did 10 years. I retired in Australia. That was my last year. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, after Australia, I was like, man, you know, I got my son now. He's three years old. You know, the money isn't, the money's kind of funny, you know? Yeah. You know, you know how it that's is, the man. Thing, that's the thing, too, man. Like, um, I played in a couple of different eras, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I first started playing, every um, every country had its own money. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, Like, my yeah. first time in Holland, they had the gilding, and you know, gilding was like two to one. You know, everything was like dirt cheap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that like my first three or four years playing, you know, every every country had its own money. Um, you know, Austria had the shilling. You know, yep, Germany yep. had the marks. Everything I was, you know, and then you know when I um in 01, when um 
you know, the European unions, they formed, man, you know, they came up with the um the euro. Even though when I when I when that first kicked off, the euro was weak. So you know what I'm saying? It was like you no know, teens want to pay you, they still want to um, you know what I'm saying, pay you um, they want to pay you a euro because the euro was weak. And then, you know, even if like you switch the euro over back then, since it's so weak, you know what I'm saying? They the dollar amount was lower. It wasn't equal out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So maybe like two or three years after that, when the euro got strong, now they want to pay you back in dollars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because if they pay you that money in euro now, you know, it was like, it got up to like 140, 150. So, you know, 100 euro was like $150. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep, Opposed yep. to... If you got a hundred dollars to change on euro, it probably won't go to my sixty euro. Yeah, no, no, seriously. Yeah, so, so when you send I mean, over like two grand, like, you send over two grand, you know, in euros, it's coming out to like twenty seven hundred in dollars. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then what was so crazy too is, like when I first started, it was like every team's going to have two Americans. You know what I'm saying? You have you got to have a passport or a European player. Mm-hmm. As the other foreigners, like two Americans, you know, when they open that, open it up, man, where they could say, like, you can sign whoever you want, how many Americans, as long as you can pay them, like, the team's budget didn't really change, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they had, you know, I'm going to say thirty, $30,000 a month budget for American players. When I first started, you know, they was getting all the money away to the Americans. Four or five years later, they still got these same $30,000 a month. But now they want to sign like five Americans, six Americans. That's, man, I done told this story so many times, man, with most teams. So instead of them, you know, instead of them getting you eight or $10,000 a month, they want to be like, ah, oh, no, we can get all these players, just get y'all three apiece. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly, dude. That's exactly yeah. how it goes, man. They give you. Say you got 150000 for the year, and you can get two great players for seventy five or whatever. Yeah, but they, they want to get five players for 30 you yeah. know? And uh, I, I felt like, who was the first team? That's exactly what happened, man. Yeah, then, like, I seen teams. It was like, this team, like a JC team. They got, like, six Americans. How they got, like, six Americans on one team? You know? It was, I mean, I, 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 I used to tell you, it, it was, um, I think I was in Argentina, right? Mm-hmm. So, I used to tell these. I used to tell. I used to try to tell the dudes when they call, right? So they be like, "Man, this team kicking in." I'm like, what you mean? Like, man, Joe said, "Man, they giving me seventeen five a month." I'm like, alright. So you know they they come there. They don't give them that from the start. They play a month, so they give them seventeen five. So as soon as they get their money, I said, man, listen, you better just go on leave. Man, you crazy. I said, Nick, you ain't getting no more money. <laughs> <laughs> so they so look, they gave us 17 fine, they all happy. Next month go by, they come to them, hey man, you know, the sponsors, they're a little late. You know what I'm saying? Just keep playing for them. I got you. So now you you 17 five in the hole. So you keep playing. So next thing you know, they telling you to wait. You waiting. Next thing you know, you meet on play about another three weeks. Almost time for another paycheck. Then they tell you, man, the sponsor fell through. 
So really, you done played three months for 17 five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, then they look at me. I'm like, man, I told you, you got the first 17, you ain't getting no more. I said, because their team can't afford it. They can afford about five or six. That's all they doing to you, but they but they'll get a high profile player for the 17 five, and then they'll know they coming up, they be balling too. And they'll just go get another high profile player, might come back. Oh, yeah, they give me 20. I'm like, when you get it, you better leave. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that, bro. I understand that. You know what I'm saying? That was that's why, like, you know, honestly, it's some reasons why I stayed in Europe because. Uh, I knew too much happening. You would have been the most third world country, you know. What I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, yeah. South like I, America, mm -hmm. Asia, it happened all the time. Man. In Bogota, I, that's what happened. The, the other Americans was getting. Now I was new, so I was getting like four. My first yeah. job, they were getting like twelve, and they got like they said they got their first twelve, and then they didn't get twelve anymore. They got like seven, yeah. five, and then the dude was like, "Man, uh, f this, dude, I'm out." You can't be paying me half the contract. I'm killing myself, folks. So they both left when I was still there. I stayed like, you know, three more weeks later. And I was like, after I signed a contract to go to Poland, I was like, I'm out. I just bounced. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, yeah, the third world, like they be, you be thinking that you're gonna get this money and then you don't get it. I mean, I was in Poland, I signed for 10 and I was there for like six weeks. They didn't pay me nothing. Crazy man, like some of the, some of them, some of them teams, man, they be like, yeah, I'm just gonna get him over here. He ever win a couple of games, he might have some tickets. That's it. <laughs> You're right, seriously, dog. That's serious. That's real. Like, oh yeah, we'll give you your tickets back. You know, and like you be, you know, what I'm saying, you, you know, that's how it is. People don't realize in Europe is just crazy like that. You know. So, well, let me ask you this. You know, Maurice, man, like, um, when when did you know it was time to hang him up? Hey, now, um, like for me, I, I, don't, I don't think I really knew it was the time, but like what I decided was, um, you know, trying to get signed or whatever. I mean, I was off of contracts, but for me, I was at the point, you know what I'm saying? I had been playing and I was like what they was trying to offer me. I ain't, I ain't think I, you know, it was it wasn't feasible for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like what? What you asking me to come over here and do, you had to pay me for it. You know what I'm saying? If you come over here and say, I need you to come off the bench, get me five or 10 rebounds a game. Okay, you know, I'll take what you're giving me, but you coming over here, hey, I need to do this, do this, do this. Nah, you know what I'm saying? And like, I don't know, at, at, at the end, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, man. Cause I'm gonna keep doing this, or I'm gonna stop, you know. Cause I, I always said, you know, growing up, if I ever start a family, you know what I'm saying? Once I start a family, I'm just gonna give it up and, you know, concentrate on my family, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, like, you know, um, I'm gonna say it was like what 2010, uh, where we married now, that's when I met my wife. And man, once we started talking, man, I, I was like, hey. That's over with, you know what I mean? 
And mm-hmm. I mean, it was hard to get out of my system, but at first I tried to switch it over to AAU, like running a program or coaching or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was too time consuming. I couldn't do it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just, um, I mean, you know, just gave it up, man. Like, and then even after that, you know what I'm saying? Joe was calling, hey, man, you know, such and such, you come do I was like, man, it's over with. <laughs> no, no, I trust with. me, man. I hear you on that one, man. Like, it's it's crazy. I, I wanted to go back to something, um, by the way. Like, people, we realize, we, we me and him, uh, me and Maurice played in the, on the same team this different years. Um, and like I said, we probably both have some crazy stories about going out in the nightlife of Groningen. Um, you know, the only difference between me and him is that he actually had fun uh, going out <laughs> and, and growing again, I was so exhausted from practice, and, and we didn't we didn't go out as much. <laughs> you had Tom Boatney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we had the craziest <laughs> coach in the history of Holland. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. We was at the same different same team different times. But the fact that you had a family and kind of knew, you know, like, I, you know, I think that that's cool, man. Uh, you know, for me, it was, like I said, I had my son. He was, like, really upset that I went my last year to to, to Australia. And I just told him, like, after that, I was like, I'll be through, son. I ain't going to go no more, you know. Um, I, I was blessed to play 10 years overseas. And like, like you said, the money – I just want to play overseas, just to say I'm playing overseas. I'm not yeah, saving it. Yeah, like the money wasn't good. Cause they, like I said, they want you to still be 2010 guy, you know? Yeah. And, you know, like I can't be 2010 guy for two, 2,500 a month, you know? Like I can't yeah. take 2,500 a month no more. You know, yeah, I, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, you know, like I, I, got a, I got a son now, you had a family, like, it's just different mindset. I, I I would play for you know for four thousand or you know even that you know four or five even you know but it was like twenty five three. It's like man, it ain't worth it no more. I got to figure out my next life. And like you said, it was a struggle, super struggle, especially in the beginning. Like you said, to get out of your system because I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Because for twenty eight years, that's all I did. You know, was basketball. Yeah, it's sports, and so like trying to figure out that next transition was torture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's something, man. Like you know, it's something. I mean, I don't think you be mentally prepared for it, man. Stepping away from the game, I mean, but you know, just being strong enough to be even go play the game in those different countries, you know, what I'm saying I think that's a, enough men, mentally for you to be able to survive even when you go back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What would you say the best thing was about playing overseas? Um, I think the best thing was, man, it, it's like, for me, it, it, it taught me a lot for us um, about people, you know what I'm saying, different cultures, what the, how uh, appreciative um how appreciative I am of, you know, even like living in the U.S., having the opportunity to do what 
whatever you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it, it's all up to you as an individual. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those countries I was in, stuff was mandatory. It, it wasn't no choice, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like um, the first country I was in, I'm like, I mean, I mean some kids, you know, 18 years old. When they turn 18, it's mandatory they go to the uh, military two years. Yeah. Like if you yeah. don't go, I like, be locked up for two years, you know what I'm saying? So it just taught me a lot about, you know, cultures, um, um, people, you know, me learning different um, cultures, traveling the world, you know, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, if I had to do it all over again, you know, I don't think I would change anything about it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, those years that I played, man, I could actually say I enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. The traveling the world part is something that you'll never forget in your life. You know, I think uh, for me, it was just like a situation where like I just had, I mean, even though I didn't even go out a lot, like as far as like going to see the cities and stuff, I had a blast of just meeting people like yourself, you know, meeting, you know, you know, teammates, you know, opponents, just having a blast being in a different country, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's the biggest thing for me that I always would cherish that, you know, going to Holland, going to, you know, play against people in Spain and Germany and France and Greece and Italy, you know, and all these places is always memories in my head that I'll never, I'll never forget, you know? Um, what would be your best advice for the next uh, generation of you, say uh, the next Maurice? I mean, the best advice I can give a man is like, um, was, uh, from a basketball perspective, I mean, whatever, whatever your craft is, you know what I'm saying? Work hard at it, stay true to it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't, you know, cause like nine times out of 10, you know, a lot of people who don't know basketball, mm-hmm. when they think about basketball, the first thing they ask you, how many points you scored? Like it's more, <laughs> it's more to it than that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. for me as an example, you know what I'm saying? Like I scored, but that wasn't my MO, you know what I'm saying? I was a rebounder, you know what I mean? So and a great one at that, folks. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> when I come to a team, you know, they think it's like, hey, we got to re- our rebound the, the opponents. And with that being said, um, that always kept me a job. You know what I'm saying? We could be losing. You know, I might be leading the league in rebounds or this, that, and the other. I mean, how can you find me? That's what you bought me there for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you bought me here to rebound. Like, how have I breached this contract? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I haven't. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, you know, I've been on some losing team. I've been on some winning team, but I ain't never got cut because, you know, y'all bought me here to rebound. You know what I'm saying? When y'all sit me down and say, why are we losing? Whoever you got in here scoring is supposed to be the score. I mean, you better look at them because I mean, they, we definitely ain't getting out rebounding. <laughs> yeah, you know nah. what I'm saying. But for the next generation, man, just whatever your craft is, you as a defensive player, man, you know, stop the best player on the other team. Stop their score. If you rebound, man, clean the glass, man. If you, you know, for passer, man, you know, get mm-hmm. everybody in position where you know. They could score this, that, and other, man. Whatever your craft, just work on that. You know what I mean? Like you, 
there ain't no Superman out there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, John was great, but you know, he had a supporting cast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So whatever your 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 craft is, you know what I'm saying? Do it and do it hard, man. Just work on it, man. You know, it'll follow. It'll follow what's supposed to follow it. I uh, definitely agree with you on that, my friend. I think uh, everybody forgets that, you know, Rodman was a Hall of Famer too, and he yeah. never scored. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, exactly. You know, I feel like you have to understand that, you know, like be be a, a great player in your role. Everybody has their role, um, and just be a great player in your whatever it is, like you said, whatever it is you do. Yeah. Uh, all right, Maurice, man. Like we have one more question that we always ask everybody at the end of the show. Um, at some point in your career or your life, we all go through low points, you know, overseas or in the States. When you was at your lowest point, you know, how did you get out of it? And did you have help with it? Like, was it yourself? Was a guy? Was it family? Was it all of the above? How'd you get out of your lowest point? Um, man, the lowest point, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I think the lowest point of my life, man, you know, um, it ain't even been that long ago, man. Maybe like four years ago, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I don't know, man, you know, I had my mom stand with me, man, and my mom, we came to my house, man, we found the dead in the house. So for me, man, I felt like, you know, even though she lost her life, it was almost like life was over for me. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, the whole, what, four years ago, I was what, 43, 44. So for the whole 44 years of my life, you know, not able, not, you know, always having a mom to say, hey, mama this, mama that, you know, even though, you know, sometimes might have been better than other, but you always, you know, talk to your mom or whatever. And by, and, and by not being able to do that anymore, man, it was it was like a low point in my life, man, where I felt like, you know, I lost my mama, man. What, what, what else could happen? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know what I'm saying, having a, uh, a very supportive wife, man, and my daughter, man, it's like, I mean, they made it where, you know what I'm saying, like, you know what I'm saying, like, it's a reason to keep going on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. not saying that I was in no state of, you know, thinking my life was over to the point of, you know, doing stuff to myself, not nothing like on that term, but just like, you know, just um, reminding me, you know, um, all the great times that we had, you know what I'm saying? Like putting on a situation for her to live her best life, man, you know, just be appreciative that I got a chance to do that for my mom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they just, they just helped me through the situation, man. But like, yeah, that was, that was kind of like a, a low point in my life, you know, but, uh, you know, like I say, having a supportive wife and a great daughter, man, they, they, they pulled me through it. No, that's a blessing, man. Yeah. I mean, trust me, man. I know exactly what you're going through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so, because uh, my mom passed, you know, some months ago. I still think about her every single day, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. And, and people just tell me, man. But the only thing, man, you know, saying my advice to you and not only you, but anybody that goes through that, you know, everybody relationships are different, you know what I'm saying? So whatever type of relationship you had, man, you know what I'm saying? Just embrace on it. But the only thing that can get you through it is time, man. Mm -hmm. Time, 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 you know. Mm -hmm. And once you no know, time gets you through it, man, it'll make you appreciate all the great times you had. You know, you'll sit back and talk sometime, man, and be laughing, man, just, you know, just like thinking of all the great times or like some moments, you know what I'm saying, might be better than other, but you'll just think about, you know, if your your mom was here at this moment, what would be going on, you know what I'm saying? That, that type of stuff, man, it was a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. No, you're 100% right on that one, man. Like I said, it's it's a process. It's a daily process, moment to moment. You know what I'm saying? But I got you, bro. I really do. That's real, you know? So, but I want to say thank you, Mo, man. Like I said, man. I appreciate you, man, even having, you know what I'm saying, just asking me to come on, man. That means a lot, man. You know what I'm saying? Just for the opportunity, you know what I'm saying? We, we had to get it together. It took about a couple of weeks, man. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you probably, look, I, you probably like, man, that joke ain't coming on you, man. Yeah, I was like, man, man forget man. it, man. I was like, forget it, man. He ain't going to do it, man. Forget it. I was like, you know, everybody, he was Hollywood me. Like, oh, man, I'm out of town with the family, you know. <laughs> for like two, I'm like, you out of town for like three weeks? What's up, dog? Man, I'm telling you, I was, I was moving, man. I was, I, was, I was moving back and forth, man. I was, you know what I'm saying? I'd be up and at it, man. Nah, you know I, I mean? got you, man. It's all good. Like I said, it's all love. Maurice, man, yeah, like man, I said, I appreciate time, you. Man, you need to reach out to me, man, you know. Helping you out, you know, advice or whatever it might be, man. Don't feel nah, free to nah, No, 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 definitely, man, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, but I said, we got to do this again. And, you know, I, I'm told, I, I was telling someone, I think I was telling uh, one of my ex-teammates, I was like, bro, we get, need to get a panel. Of that 2003 to 2006, you know, American, you know what I'm saying, group. Yeah, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? Me, you, Sam Jones, Travis Young, you know what I'm saying? All of them just in the one big bucket, you know, like everybody come on. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah man, whenever you get it together, man, just let me know, man. I'll be down. All right, bet that. Well, right, man, I, I, I appreciate it, man. No, no problem, Maurice. Like I said, I appreciate you. Let shout out, shout out your Facebook, shout out your Instagram. Know where people can follow you at, man. All right, man. My, um, Instagram be um Mo World Five Zero, um, and Facebook just Maurice Ingram. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, man. Just yeah. um, remember, like yeah, hit him up on there if y'all looking for him or whatever the case is. Like I had to, I had to track him down, find him. <laughs> <laughs> and then get them on here. All right. Yeah. You said, and as far as myself, man, well, like I said, shout out to Believe Network. If you if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see it. You know, like I said, I got the Believe shirt, Believe hat. Um, you know, thank you, like I said, for the network. Um, you can follow me at you know Travis W Reed on Instagram. That's R-E-E-D. And then follow me. Uh, Travis Travis W. Reed on Facebook. It's both. I post all my social media stuff. This interview, along with other interviews, this interview will be on Spotify. It'll be on Apple Podcasts. It'll also be on YouTube as well uh, in the future. So, uh, like I said, 
And when you see it on YouTube, like, share, subscribe it. And then do the same on Spotify and uh, iHeartRadio. You know, become, you know, like I said, make sure y'all listen to it. Spotify and Apple Podcasts, sorry. <laughs> All right. Thank y'all. See y'all next week. Peace. Partners, partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find out the latest news, sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Be- Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up and use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% discount welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.